One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This is 7 News with Angela Cox. Victoria has just recorded a staggering 41 deaths and 73 new coronavirus cases. Nick McCallum is live. Nick, not all these deaths occurred overnight. No, Ange, it's a bit of a mystery, really. The Premier was meant to explain all of this in a media conference due to start at 11 o'clock local time. It has been delayed. Melbournians had a great weekend out in the sunshine. It lifted spirits, but this has certainly brought them back down to earth again. The 41 figure includes 22 people who died in aged care facilities over the past couple of weeks, but the deaths were only reported to the government yesterday today. We don't know why. We hope that will be explained shortly. On a much brighter note, as you mentioned, 73 new daily cases, which is the lowest figure since July the 3rd. We also are told that during his media conference, the Premier will announce a roadmap out of the restrictions for small business and larger business will be announced next weekend, next Sunday. That is something business here has been crying out for. The Premier will have meetings with peak bodies right throughout the week to discuss the details and to get their input. Also over the weekend, yesterday in particular, there were anti-lockdown protests. Two big ones. The first one in the northwestern suburb of Roxburgh Park, where three men in their late teens and early 20s were arrested. They were fined for breaking lockdown restrictions and also for traffic offences. In another area, the other side out at the other side of Melbourne, in Dandenong, five people were also arrested and fined for breaking the lockdown restrictions. So, Ange, there's a lot of unease. Those protesters say they'll be back out on the streets again later today. Okay, Nick, thank you. The Treasurer has been accused of blame shifting over the economy after launching a blistering attack on Victoria. Josh Frydenberg says restrictions by the Andrews government are hurting the nation's finances. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, it's his strongest criticism yet. Good morning, Ange. Yes, we've seen the Treasurer dramatically ramp up his attacks on the Victorian government this morning, accusing Premier Daniel Andrews of devastating the national economy with his stage four restrictions. He says more people will be on JobKeeper in Victoria in coming months than the rest of the country combined. And releasing new data this morning showing the number of Victorians on unemployment benefits is up 8%. Household spending in the state down 30%. Spending on dining and takeaway down 60%. And on accommodation down 80%. Here is the Treasurer. 
If these devastating numbers from Treasury are not enough to bring forward a definitive plan from Daniel Andrews, I don't know what will. This has to be the biggest public policy failure by a state government in living memory. Now we have a government which spends all of its time blame shifting and finger pointing. He has no ideas of his own of how to deal with this jobs crisis. Now, Labor says the Treasurer is trying to distract, trying to absolve the federal government of any blame for the national accounts figures being released on Wednesday that are set to show the economy has suffered its worst downturn since World War II. Ange? OK, Olivia, thank you. Let's get the latest now from Sydney, where Miley Hogan is live. Miley, new figures have just been released. Good morning, Ange. Good news for New South Wales. Just 10 new cases. Six of those are return travellers. The other four are linked to that CBD cluster. It has sparked a few health warnings for members of the public to be aware of. One of those positive cases caught a bus on the 20th of August. The X39 from Pitt Street to Randwick. Another passenger has now tested positive. People on that route are being told that they're close contacts and must now self-isolate. Uh, an early learning centre in Sydney's North Shore has been shut down for a deep clean after a start member tested positive the Redham Early Learning School in Linfield. Now that CBD cluster now sits at 34 cases but we did just hear from the Premier before and she said that she's feeling quite confident that they have that they are now on top of community transmission. Let's have a in relation to that cluster let's have a listen to what she had to say. We're not out of the woods yet in relation to that cluster, but it's pleasing to know that the rates of community transmission are not as bad as what we'd first anticipated. Police have praised the public for their behaviour over the weekend. The sun was out, plenty of people were using public spaces, but police said they were doing it right. They were social distancing and sticking to their groups. Zero infringements were handed out over the weekend. The Chief Health Officer said that if cases continue to stay low, that they may even start to look at easing restrictions around aged care facilities. If that happens, we'll find out on Friday. OK, thank you, Miley. Let's go live to Brisbane now. Erin Edwards is there. Erin, another case has just been recorded. Good morning, Ange. That's right. But the person had only been in the community for two days. Let's go straight to Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk, who spoke in Cairns earlier this morning. We have one new case overnight uh, in Queensland, which is a very positive news. And that person, that new case, is a close contact of someone from the Corrective's uh, Services Training Academy. It takes the total number of active cases in Queensland to 27. 6,800 people were tested in the past 24 hours, including children. There is an outbreak at the Fig Tree Pocket Early Learning Centre. 600 children and their families are expected to undergo testing in the next few days. And here at Red Bank Plains, Staines Memorial College is closed for two weeks for testing and cleaning. 550 students from prep to year 12 learn here, including one who tested positive at 10pm on on Saturday night. The child had no symptoms and still, encouragingly, has no symptoms. Now, masks are still not mandatory in Queensland, but the CHO has strengthened her language and is now saying you should wear a mask on public transport if you're using rideshare operators or if you are shopping. Ange? OK, thank you, Erin. In other news, a female corrections officer has been stabbed at Silverwater Prison in Sydney's west. These pictures were captured by our news helicopter. They show the massive response from security personnel at the facility. Evan Batten is there live. Evan, what happened? 
Yeah, Angela, very concerning. This it certainly highlights the dangers that corrective services officers face every day. But we know it was just after 8 o'clock this morning, about 10 past, that the alarm was raised. And we're told a 25-year-old guard was on patrol inside the women's jail here at Silverwater when she was allegedly stabbed in the back with a pair of scissors by a 26-year-old inmate. Now, paramedics were called, as you would expect. They came to the jail here and offered some treatment to the uh, woman. She was decided that they should take her uh, to Westmead Hospital for treatment, although we're told by a spokesperson for Corrective Services that her injuries aren't, in fact, life-threatening and she's in a stable condition. Now, Auburn detectives have been caught. They've spent the last couple of hours here, no doubt, going through security vision, and it is expected that they will be laying charges against the 26-year-old inmate who should well be appearing in court either this afternoon or first thing tomorrow. Angela. OK, thank you, Evan. A man has been shot dead during a rally in the US. It happened during clashes between rival groups in Portland, with the city's furious mayor now blaming President Trump for the incident. David Woodward has more. David, strong words from the city's most senior politician today. The mayor of Portland has come out swinging at President Donald Trump, who he blames for yet another night of bloody violence on the streets. Police are hunting a gunman after a man was shot dead following a tense standoff between a pro-Trump group and Black Lives Matter demonstrators. The victim was wearing the insignia of far-right group the Patriot Prayer and today the mayor of Portland said the president was to blame for the escalation in violence. Do you seriously wonder, Mr President, why this is the first time in decades that America has seen this level of violence? It's you who have created the hate and the division. Donald Trump returned with a series of tweets saying Ted Wheeler was a wacky, radical left, do-nothing Democrat mayor of Portland, adding Portland will never recover with a fool for a mayor. From one city in crisis to another, the president announcing he'll visit Kenosha this week after a week of violent protests. The mayor of that town also not rolling out the red carpet. From my perspective, right now is not the time Presidents and, and are always welcome in the community, but the timing, I think, is not really a very good timing. The president's travel plans described as provocative. Donald Trump, though, touting his law and order credentials just 64 days out from that national poll. A man charged over a frenzied axe attack in Melbourne South is facing court today. Police allege the 48-year-old used a tomahawk to attack two men at Rosebud Plaza in full view of shoppers. The victims are both local men who remain in hospital in stable conditions. The alleged attacker has been charged with attempted murder, but it's still not clear what led to the attack. A crime scene has been set up at a real estate agent's office in southwest Sydney after it was consumed by fire. Natasha Squarey is there. Tash, where are police at with their investigation? Well, Ange, fire investigators believe the blaze started in a garbage room at the back of the real estate business, possibly by a discarded cigarette. The fire then took off quickly just after five yesterday afternoon, ripping through the Ray White real estate agency here in Camden. As 50 firefighters worked to extinguish the blaze, the two-storey building became increasingly unstable and crews were forced back. Owners of neighbouring businesses rushed to the busy shopping strip, fearing the fire would spread. Thankfully, crews protected those other structures, but sadly, Ray White suffered significant damage. It's also been revealed the building is heritage listed. The buildings are quite old. 
in this area and they uh, were worried about the fire spreading and destroying the neighbouring properties. As the investigation continues, staff at Ray White will be working remotely again after only returning to the office last week after months of working from home. Almost 2,500 people have fled their homes in southern Spain due to an out-of-control wildfire. The blaze has now been burning for four days in the mountains northwest of Seville. So far, it has scorched 90 square kilometres of bushland. Water bombing aircraft have been brought in as hundreds of firefighters battle on the ground. A three-year-old girl is lucky to be alive after being swept into the air by a large kite. These pictures were captured during a festival in Taiwan. Onlookers screamed as the toddler was flung 10 metres into the air. She managed to cling on long enough to drift back towards the ground. She was caught by members of the crowd. Her relieved parents rushed to her side and found the girl in shock but uninjured. Global coronavirus cases have surged past 25 million as countries around the world continue efforts to bring the pandemic under control. So far, more than 840,000 people have died from the disease. Nearly 40% of all COVID-19 cases are in the US and Brazil.